Today on Point O One, Joel Gamron, Vice President and General Manager of Energy Services at Arcadia, joins Aaron in a discussion about how the average person has the power and tools to buy clean energy. Joel is a veteran in the clean energy space and leads community solar expansion across the country at Arcadia. Arcadia is the only nationwide tech company focused on consumer energy. Their software manages consumer utility accounts to bundle clean energy, energy efficiency tools, rate monitoring, and more in a simplified modern account experience. As soon as our previous guest Monica Varman mentioned Arcadia, we knew we had to get them on the podcast. We know you'll enjoy this conversation with Joel about Arcadia's .01 potential. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm with Joel Gamron, who is the general manager of energy, energy services at Arcadia. Um, and uh, I, Joel, I got to say, when I first learned about Arcadia from, I think, one of your venture partners, uh, I immediately was like, wow, that's the point oh one. So I'm so excited to have you here. It was uh, it was that, that was our first thing that we talked about right after the the podcast. So this is a real thrill. Thank you for being here. Yeah, Aaron, thanks a lot for having me. Excited to speak with you today. Uh, Joel, let's um, try to describe what Arcadia does, because I think it's probably one of your biggest challenges. It's a really radical way to think about buying energy. Most people think, they move into a building, they move into a house, they get an electric bill, and that's all there is to it. That's generally the American consumer experience. How are you different? Yeah, so we started Arcadia to make it simple and affordable for people to choose clean energy, okay? There's actually a, a lot that happens behind the scenes when you flip that light switch on and, and uh, the light turns on. You know, Like you said, most people aren't thinking about what's actually happening. And uh, there's actually uh, an opportunity for customers across the country to really have an impact um, and to affect the impact that they have when they're using electricity in their home. So the energy system is really complicated, okay? Think about sort of the, the cast of characters involved here. You have power generators and energy suppliers and utilities and policymakers and renewable developers and investors and, and the list goes on and, and it even varies by state. So our job at Arcadia is to sort of go behind the scenes and connect the dots between our members across the country, individual you know, people living in their homes using energy and connect the dots between all this uh, complexity so that uh, at the end of the day, when you flip that light switch on, you can be consuming energy just like you always did, but you can be sort of directing your usage towards having a positive impact. But Joel, do people know this is possible? This is, this is one of the most surprising things that we've sort of learned on, on this journey when creating the company. Um, it, it's not just, do you know that Arcadia exists? It's, it's actually a deeper question. It's, do you know that your energy usage at home is actually one of the biggest uh, elements of your carbon footprint? And, you know, it, it, to, to those of us that have been working in the energy industry, it, it sounds obvious. Uh, but what we've learned is that those dots aren't always connected. And even though there's a whole lot of demand out there for um, people to do their part for the environment, 
to sort of do the right thing, so to speak. Uh, there isn't always that kind of tangible connection between my home energy usage is actually having this huge impact. And uh, what Arcadia is doing is coming in, um, stripping out all that complexity that I mentioned and creating a really simple way for people to change the way that they're using energy and actually have a positive impact at home. I just want to talk about it from a consumer experience. I live in Connecticut and I um, have one energy provider, Eversource, and I had no idea that I could direct Eversource to uh, only use you know, renewables. And I, I wonder if you can comment on where people are in the country in terms of what they understand about energy usage. Yeah, exactly. The, the experience you're describing is really common. You know, it's probably the experience that you know, 99% of people across the country have that um, you have your utility company, uh, utilities are monopolies, and uh, people don't really realize that there are other options. And the important thing to understand is um, we're not replacing the utility. That's not what Arcadia is doing. We're not installing new poles and wires. We're not maintaining that physical infrastructure. What we're doing is bringing you options so that every dollar that you spend on energy every month, you actually have some control over where that's going. And so we have sort of different programs uh, depending on where you're located and what's available in that area. Um, different ways to support solar and wind, um, and, and just other ways to um, help ensure that the money that you're spending uh, on your energy usage every month is actually uh, having the positive impact that you want. So to come back to my example in Connecticut, I'm an Eversource customer. That's my utility. If I'm an Arcadia customer, what does Ar how does Arcadia interface with Eversource um, in order to make sure I'm using renewable energy. So it's pretty simple. Um, so at Arcadia.com, you can sign up and create your account. What you're actually going to be doing is linking your Eversource data with our platform so that we now have information on your monthly usage, the type of uh, rate that you're on, you know, your service classification, all these sorts of things that you don't really ever think about or, or want to have to worry about. We are now um, obtaining that information directly through your utility account and are able to evaluate in your local area and based on uh, your usage and your rates and all those sorts of things, what options are available to you. And so um, the first step is that you will actually start paying your energy bill through Arcadia. So we have technology built um, so that when you pay us, we can remit that payment to uh, the utility and ensure that you, uh, you know, are paying your balance in full every month. The reason that we have set it up that way is again to take some of this complexity off the table so that you don't have to then be going out and forming relationships with you know, all sorts of different third parties to be able to um, change the way that that, uh, that, that uh, utility expenditure is being directed. So for example, uh, we can match your energy usage with uh, wind production from wind farms located across the country where we can ensure that for every kilowatt hour you're using on the grid, there is a kilowatt hour of energy that is being placed onto the grid by a wind farm. Um, in other markets, we have uh, other programs. I can talk about our community solar program. Um, I can talk about some of the, the energy choice programs that we have as well. If I'm an Arcadia customer and historically Eversource generates their electricity from coal, 
coal production in, you know, upper part of Connecticut or maybe even in Pennsylvania or something like that. Uh, Now that I'm an Arcadia customer, this gives you the power to buy wind based energy and, and, and really not force, but uh, make Eversource use it somehow. I mean, explain the dynamics of that. You have what's called a renewable portfolio standard, which basically is the uh, state uh, regulations telling the utility, you have to source you know, this percentage of your energy from renewable resources. People want to be able to reduce their uh, carbon impact today. And so what we're doing is above and beyond those state requirements, we're going out and we're purchasing what's called renewable energy certificates from wind farms that can be located anywhere in the country. That's, that's what we're able to do is, is let consumers go out and uh, tell us, I want my energy spend to be supporting wind and we can make those purchases above and beyond whatever their local utility is doing. I mean, how much supply is not being purchased because Arcadia is still relatively small? I think the more interesting um, sort of way to look at this is how much new demand can we actually create by pooling all of these customers together. And I think, you know, uh, we certainly believe that uh, the U.S. grid can become 100% renewable. That's our mission. Um, But it's going to take uh, a lot of customers um, to, you know, be sort of uh, you know, taking that step forward, signing up for a platform like ours and demonstrating, you know, not just in sort of a survey response that, yes, I support uh, renewables, but actually taking action um, and actually, uh, you know, directing their energy spend towards um, these renewable uh, uh, resources. I think you should talk about how you actually, there's an economic benefit to being an Arcadia customer, and we haven't really spoken about that yet. Can you tell people what that economic benefit is? So let's take our community solar um, product, uh, which I think will sort of address both your question about how much impact is there? How how much new um, you know solar, for example, can we actually get on the grid through this consumer demand, as well as the the benefits to that individual customer? And so the idea behind community solar is that you're building a you know relatively large scale solar farm, um, you know something large enough to support you know a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand uh, households, and then let's let uh, customers sort of digitally subscribe, uh, so to speak, to the electricity being generated. And we'll actually reflect that in lower power bills. So just like if you had solar panels on your roof and your meter sort of spinning backwards as electricity is getting generated, it's working the exact same way. We're tracking how much solar is produced by these solar farms and it's effectively spinning your meter backward uh, if you're on one of these subscriptions. And um, so, uh, in, in states where these community solar uh, programs are available, and we can go into more detail there if that's of interest, and we're certainly you know, actively working to open up um, policy in, in more areas to support it, uh, customers can actually get guaranteed savings by subscribing to one of our community solar projects. There's no cost to sign up, and you receive a lower cost of electricity for every single clean solar kilowatt hour that's generated. So in Maine, as we speak, Arcadia has customers and, and, and you are going to migrate historically, they would just be normal Arcadia customers where you're trying to, you know, play that renewable certificate game across the country. But now you're going to migrate them to the community solar 
energy source, which is going to immediately give them a saving. Exactly. That's the exact right way to think about it. So the, the most important thing that we can do as Arcadia and that I think individual consumers can do is to demonstrate that demand for clean energy. And that's what allows us to you know, aggregate these big groups of customers together. And then uh, renewable developers and investors will go out and build projects. Um, and, and this is like really apparent with our community solar business where, um, you know, across about 30,000 residential customers, we've gotten uh, solar farms built to um, produce essentially 100% of the demand for those households. So I'm a community solar customer of Arcadia's in Colorado. Previously, my, my electric bill on average was 300 bucks a month. Where does it go when you become a community solar project? I'm sure it varies state by state or territory by territory, but what kind of savings would I realize? Yeah, um, so it's going to be in the you know five to ten percent range um, is typically what to expect. You know, it'll it'll certainly vary um, seasonally, right? You're going to have a lot more solar energy production in the summer than in the winter, for example. Um, again, it, it doesn't change your um, you know reliability of service or, or the way you use energy in your home in any way. Um, it's just a, a product of um, how much solar energy is being generated. So how much of your bill is basically going towards the solar as opposed to, you know, your, your standard um, grid usage. What, what are the challenges, right? Because we, we you know, at the, at the beginning of our conversation, we talked about how complicated the energy market is. Why? Uh, I, I think we can stipulate that there are many, many more people that would like to be customers of yours that are not. What are the challenges? Let's start to talk about the challenges of the business. The number one biggest challenge is just awareness and education. And, and uh, like you said, we've, we've largely created a new category here, right? It, it's not Uber replacing a taxi, right? It is um, get people to, to really understand that um, when you write that check every month to pay for your utility bill, um, you actually have options. Uh, you, can, you can direct some of that money to, um, to, to do good. Joel, how long is it taking you to bring up a new solar community project? Yeah, it's, it's certainly not taken us a decade. Um, I, I would say, you know, at, at the point where Arcadia gets involved, where we have customers signing up and we can demonstrate that demand, um, it could be up to a year. It can be as, as little as, you know, a few months, um, sort of depending on when individual customers sign up. Overall, you know, the, these projects are probably around 18 month development uh, timelines. And so, you know, we're, we're speaking with the developers, we're speaking with the investors over the course of that cycle, um, but we don't really ask customers to do anything that far in advance. Um, we are, uh, we're sort of getting customers onto the projects, you know, much closer to when they're ready to turn on. Community solar is relatively new for Arcadia, right? In the grand scheme of things. Are you finding that is a better method of aggregating customers uh, swiftly, does that accelerate adoption or does core Arcadia, this is the very simple value proposition, forget community solar, just here's the deal. You can opt in to drive more renewable demand, which, you know, that's a little bit of a tension inside the org. How are you guys thinking about that? Uh, I don't, I don't see it as a tension. Actually. I think they, they complicate, excuse me, they complement each other really well. Um, uh, because, uh, for community solar to work, you know, we need to be demonstrating demand so that people will go out and build these projects. 
and uh, for our um, overall business to continue growing, you know, we need uh, more and more products on the platform that appeal to customers. And I think community solar is one where um, on top of the, the financial benefit and the environmental benefit, you also have sort of this local impact. And so it, it adds sort of another layer to the experience that we can provide. You've convinced your parents to be Arcadia customers. You've convinced some of your friends to be Arcadia customers. But you've also had some people resist. Where, where do you think the resistance comes from? I think it, it comes back to the status quo. Um, it, it's not, um, right, it, it's different from ordering a taxi where you have to get from A to B and you need a way to do it and Uber made that easier for you. Uh, no one sort of, and this is, this is one of the challenges with um, climate change period, right? There, there, there's nothing that if you don't change your behavior tomorrow, that you'll feel that immediate tangible impact. And so at, at the end of the day, I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. When you walk in the house and flip the light switch, the, the light goes on. It's, it's amazing. The status quo is incredible. But what you don't necessarily realize is that you are actually having an impact every day with all those little actions, um, all that, that electricity that you're using. And that's why we think the, the right way to approach this problem is not to tell people they have to change their behavior or even to, you know, we're, we're certainly supportive of um, policy change around uh, which resources can or can't be, be used. But, um, but uh, we don't think the right way to approach it is, is uh, on the demand side is, is with, um, you know, telling people they have to change their behavior. You know, some people are going to do that and that's great, but we also wanted to create a simple way where you can direct how your money is going, um, use the same power that you've been using, uh, but ensure that you are helping put more renewables onto the grid. Um, you know, yeah, I think that's super interesting. As as you were talking, I'm I'm wondering uh, if tons of fires in California or hurricanes in the southeastern part of the country do these become marketing opportunities for Arcadia? I mean, there are some people who are experiencing pretty severe and more frequent changes as a result of climate change. So what you said historically is true, right? Nobody feels they're doing anything to global warming today, right? But except if you're in California, you're breathing pretty bad air the last month. Um, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a marketing opportunity. What I would say it's an opportunity for there to be more awareness um, sort of shined on to this issue. And, uh, you know, there are sort of multiple ways we can then channel that. Um, signing up for Arcadia and doing your part, you know, would, would of course be what we're looking for. Um, there are also, um, you know, I think there are also these types of, you know, horrific events are also policy drivers, right? And, and um, policy can work hand in hand with uh, the type of um, work that we're doing to bring consumer demand together. Um, as, as kind of a, a personal anecdote, I was living in New York City during uh, Hurricane Sandy, um, and you know we saw, yeah, it was it was I mean it was it was crazy, um, and and we actually saw like there were conversations you know among just individual people about you know wow like this is climate change at work right we need to we need to do something about it um, and I think so that can drive both individual consumer behavior and I think it can drive that larger policy conversation. Joel, how did you end up at Arcadia? 
I've been working in the energy industry for um, my whole career, about 15 years, um, and uh, started out early on doing consulting work, largely for oil and gas companies. Um, wanted to sort of switch teams, so to speak, um, and and so had have worked on a, a variety of different uh, kind of consumer energy technology companies now over the years, everything from energy efficiency um, to you know, residential solar um, and, uh, to community solar um, you know, at, at the early stages of that market. And when I saw the software that Arcadia was building, it just sort of clicked for me that you know, this is really what we need to be able to um, really expand the market and have an impact. And so that's when I kind of came on board. Right. The demand generation piece appealed to you. When you, when you think about the 0.01s, are there other companies where you think, wow, I hope, I hope they can break through because that would make a big, big difference. Are there other companies working on problems that are unrelated to yours that you, uh, that intrigue you? Um, I don't have necessarily specific companies, but I think um, energy storage that we touched on briefly is definitely uh, a really important one. Um, there's a lot of complementarity, right, between storage and renewables. Um, so that that's one that I definitely or lack, follow. Or lack thereof. Right. Or lack thereof right, is right. really the issue. Right, right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, and you know, it, I think it, it's not necessarily the problem we need to solve today, right? We need to go from... Uh, you know, but before we go from, you know, zero to 100, we need to go from, you know, zero to 20 and 40 and 50. Um, and, and, and we can do a lot of that um, with the technology that exists today. But it's definitely exciting to see you know, how storage can help us, you know, get all the way there. Yeah. Yeah. Storage is an important area. Um, well, listen, this has been fantastic. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Uh, and we're so glad to have Arcadia here. Thanks so much for joining the Point One podcast. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate it. It was great to hear from Joel, a clean energy expert, about a complex topic made simpler. If you want to stay up to date with Arcadia, please follow them on Twitter at Arcadia. We've also linked their website in the description. The Point One podcast is produced by Therma, a smart refrigeration monitoring company. To follow along with Therma's clean cooling initiatives and Point One content, find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook at HelloTherma also linked below. Make sure to subscribe to never miss a conversation and leave us a review. We look forward to our next .01 conversation.